You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Inside Purple and Gold. All right, back for segment two of Inside Purple and Gold, recapping Minnesota's abysmal showing in a 24-7 loss to Philadelphia on Monday Night Football, national TV audience. Any excitement for the Vikings probably dwindled in a massive way. Um, yes, this is a good Philadelphia team, but um, you know I'm, Minnesota was flat-out embarrassed in just about every phase. Dane, right before the break, you are talking about how Kirk Cousins' prime time just kind of, frankly, like whittles down to nothing. Um, he just folds Folds. like a a lawn chair. Um, and he's done that time and time again. And it always was kind of a narrative. And I do remember looking earlier today on Twitter and some people had talked about because the, the Kirk primetime narrative came up and it, and it was brought up like, Oh, Kirk cousins won his last two primetime starts just last year. And I thought to myself, I was like, I actually remember that, um, a couple wins in primetime. So I'll look back and see what he did in those games. Uh, the Monday night game, December 20th against Chicago, Kirk Cousins, Minnesota wins 17 to 9, 12 for 24 for 87 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, takes four sacks, total QBR for ESPN rate out of 100 of 23. Uh, Thursday night football against Philadelphia, the game prior to the Monday night game, uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh, uh, Minnesota wins 36 to 28, Kirk Cousins, 14 for 31, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, ESPN QBR out of 132.4. So not exactly awe-inspiring numbers. Um, I don't think that does anything to squash any narrative. And this only just like boosts it back up. Uh, it it really is like, uh, oh, the lights were pretty bright. Um, so Kirk Cousins said, geez, get that light out of my face. I can't see. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's crazy. T- like you just perpetuate this narrative, but like it's it's not, it's it's low-hanging fruit. We're not like, making this up the only reason it comes up is because he proves it right time and time again it's, it's crazy you're right like when the lights get bright he goes away it's it's like you see this with quarterbacks um kyler murray yesterday arizona was terrible against vegas and arizona was terrible in the game prior to that they had nothing going for them they were clearly on their way to zero and two and then in the fourth quarter kyler murray just starts pulling plays out of nowhere <clears throat> Like left and right, it's just like this play is dead. Kyler Murray runs around for 80 yards, side to side, side to side, and then gets a six yard run to get into the end zone or two point conversion. Makes just insane tight window throws um, every time they need it. Uh, and and Arizona pulls on a miracle win in overtime. And it's all sparked by the quarterback just making plays. And I know Kirk Cousins isn't going to run for, run around for 80 yards, but you can still make something happen. Uh, you can pull something out when your team needs it. This was so the opposite of that. Uh, this was the defense making a big play when they needed to. This was special teams making a big play when they needed to, to be like, Hey, go ahead, Kirk. Like, go ahead. We're trying to bring us back in this. And Kirk cousins going, no, thank you. I want no part of this game. I want to get off this field. Um, you re- you recap the other interceptions. Let's get to the last one. Um, 
go, you can go ahead and break this down. What should have been two interceptions, um, but only one because the first one was mercifully dropped. Sure. First, I'll say the, the Vikings had four trips inside the Philadelphia 30 in the second half. Four. They were yeah. inside the 30-yard line four times. They scored zero points. None. And, and and largely because of Kirk Cousins and his just inept play at the quarterback position. We mentioned the first two interceptions. The last one was the most Kirk Cousins of them all to me. Like, it, eh, they were all pretty bad, Jace. I don't know. but I have a special gripe with this one. But, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so the game is over. It's 24 to seven at that point. And the Eagles refuse to just put it away. Jalen Hurts throws an interception to Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks, he gave his best effort to score, to get in the end zone. He actually like stopped on the sideline. I think he looked to cut back all the way across the field, probably because deep down he knew I need to get in the end zone right now, or this might not be points. So he, he gets tackled at the nine. The next three plays. Kirk Cousins, incomplete short middle to, to Adam Thielen. Just wasn't a very good throw. Um, it was blanketed coverage. Uh, I think Avante Maddox came up, and uh, it, it was it, the throw probably shouldn't have been made. Get to your next read. The next play, second and nine from the nine. Incomplete to Justin Jefferson in the end zone. Uh, the Phillies sent the blitz from the right. Kirk Cousins probably has to see that blitz and check into something hot. He had three receivers split right. The blitz is coming from the right. I tell you what, Tom Brady sees that blitz. Tell you what, Aaron Rodgers sees that blitz. Tell you what, Jalen Hurts probably sees that blitz. It it was coming. It was coming. He doesn't check into it. None of his receivers from the right even look at the ball because there's no check. They just run their routes. Kirk Cousins feels pressure from the backside right and just throws just a duck to the end zone that Darius Slay should have caught, but Justin Jefferson played tremendous cornerback for, you know, Justin Jefferson was basically playing cornerback a lot of the game tonight too. Um, as much as we, we can talk about how he wasn't spectacular, he had a couple of really nice pass breakups. I will say uh, this was kind of a breakup, but Slay also dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it actually, Justin almost actually caught that one, um, which would have been the most Kirk Cousins way to, to throw a touchdown by throwing interception, having he, he says he's the best receiver in the game. That took some hits tonight. Um, come up with the play anyway. Third and goal from the nine after what should have been an interception. Darius Slay, actually, it looked like he hurt his leg or his knee or his ankle or something on the play, his foot. He's he's hobbling around. He's limping around before the snap. Philly's actually trying to take him out of the game. He waves off the corner, probably because he knows he's at the nine and Justin's not gonna, Justin Jefferson's not going to get behind him at all because there's a goal, an end line there. Also, probably because he knows, like, damn, I should have had an interception, and I think I could get another one right here. Well, sure enough, Kirk Cousins throws the ball. Just another duck to the end zone. Darius Slay intercepts this one. Justin Jefferson makes a pretty good tackle. Um, Darius Slay actually need on it, but Justin Jefferson tackled him anyway. You're giving uh, Justin Jefferson game, a ton of credit for just like Darius Slay needing the ball and then Justin Jefferson grabbing his arm. I'm but, trying to but, perpetuate the narrative that he played some really good cornerback tonight. Yeah, Jace, sure. Because I he you. did. But okay, can we just talk about so this so the almost interception, as you mentioned. Kirk Cousins has to see the blitz coming, check, get into something hot, make a read off of that. Somebody runs a hot rod, you hit that guy. 
Touchdown. It doesn't happen. Okay, it doesn't happen. Almost throws a pick, whatever. Philly <clears> does <throat> the exact same thing the next play. Still no check. Still nothing. Still just decides to throw the exact same route um, to the exact same spot that was almost picked off a play before and basically like, hey, Darius Slay, try again. Um, <laughs> it's just like the. it was always like in past years – you know, we'd see all these clips from like former QBs and whatnot saying like, hey, you see why this Vikings run play didn't work? It's because it had no chance for what the play call was versus what the defensive call was with the blitz that was coming. Kirk Cousins has to check out of that. And it was always like, I don't know if Kirk Cousins checks out of anything. And then the thought always was, well, the Vikings coaching staff really must handcuff this guy. Um, and all the talk now is about well, Kevin O'Connell's going to give him some freedom. I think he has it. I don't think he yes. uses it. I don't think he wants it. Um, these You have the most obvious checks two plays in a row, and he doesn't use them. Instead, he just decides to panic um, like he's being attacked by a bear and run backwards. An eagle and sh- and being attacked by an eagle. Oh, my. Like a fish sitting in a lake waiting for an eagle to come grab. <laughs> that was it. And it was just it was like pre-play panic, which turned into post-snap panic. Um, and just throwing the ball up and doing it twice in a row. It's like, are you playing quarterback? Um, or are you literally just trying to get the ball out of your hands? Because he didn't play the position tonight. And there are so many times where he doesn't play the position, whether that's just making correct reads, whether that's making checks at the line of scrimmage, calling audible, whatever the case may be, whether that's leading your team with some air of confidence or calm. Uh, he didn't do any of it. I mean, it was just you couldn't play quarterback worse than he played quarterback tonight. Going back to your your point about the checks on on that second and third down, egregious interception and a, almost egregious interception. Like a lot of times when we see these former quarterbacks, whether it's Kurt Warner or Sage Rosenfels does a pretty good job of this. Sometimes, like it's pretty complex, and it's like okay, like me and you, in in football layman, probably can't see that this is a blitz. This is a well disguised. thing. Yeah, the, the blitz on second and third down was just like very obvious. Like yep. they didn't even Jailbreak. hide it. Yeah, it was just like we're coming and we're we're coming right at you, and, and if, they you better get rid of this ball. They did that so much in the second half; it wasn't even just there. I mean, they were just doing it. Like that was exactly what they were doing. Probably because they know. Probably because to your point, they know he's really not going to do anything pre-snap. He very rarely does. I, I mean, there were some, there were a couple tonight, but it was more just like checking to change into a play. It wasn't like reading something and getting hot, you know? Like, I, I think that's, that should be a requisite thing to play the position. And you just never see it. Like, how many times do you just see, you know, in the past, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, it doesn't even have to be the two, those two top tier quarterbacks from that era. Like, I mean, anyone just, just like, okay, I see the blitz. We're throwing right into it. Uh, you didn't see that from the Vikings tonight. You have a really good player in Justin Jefferson. You would think with as much as the Eagles blitz Kirk Cousins, he would have been able to find somebody hot and just picked up easy yards. Everything was hard for tonight for the Vikings because of how Kirk Cousins played quarterback. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, and I just, 
I get no sense of like when things aren't going right that not only is Kirk Cousins not going to pick himself off the mat, but that his teammates kind of know like they're not going to pick themselves up off the mat, right? Like there's no like, I believe in this guy. I think we're going to figure it out. We're going to find a way. It's like, there's just, it's the feel you've always had with this team of like, things aren't going right. Ah, just not our day. You know, and I think that yep. that literally starts from the very top at the quarterback position down. Um, and Kevin O'Connell certainly didn't rectify it. Um, Kevin O'Connell, you talked about this a little bit. I thought he had one nice drive uh, in the game, the touchdown drive. Uh, that you know they ran like an end around to Jalen Rieger. His one nice play and his comeback uh, tonight to Philadelphia. And uh, there were other plays like I thought, okay. The touchdown play was was a nice usage around the, the two yard line of of the play action and getting her Smith out in the flat. Like it was just good play calls in general. And I was like, okay, now the offense is starting to cook. Otherwise, I didn't think it was great. Um, really, all night um, they didn't. They would. I wouldn't say they schemed anybody open at any point. Like we saw mm-hmm. so many times against Green Bay, which is starting to look a lot like maybe those were just coverage busts on Green Bay in Week One. Uh, but what did you think of that decision he made at the end of the first half, where mm-hmm. Minnesota yeah. is down twenty one seven? has been absolutely destroyed by Philadelphia to this point. Philadelphia has like 300 yards of offense. Philly's facing like a third and five with roughly 30 seconds left in the half and is clearly content just taking the ball into half and just saying, okay, 21-7, we dominated. We'll go into half. We'll come out in the second half. Vikings will receive in the second half. So Minnesota set up to be down two scores um, and get the ball back. The defense has just been crushed. But Kevin O'Connell decides, okay, 30 seconds here. We can... uh, Get a stop on third and five. Get the punt. So after all this happens, you're looking at like 18 seconds, maybe uh, with 80 yards to go. Um, it was and that's and that's was, and that's yeah. in the best that's in the best case scenario, right? So that doesn't happen. Um, it's 28 seconds. So okay, so by the time that play is done, later you're going to get the ball back with 15 seconds at about your maybe your 30. So you're going to have to hit like one deep ball to set up a field goal. That's best case scenario. Instead, what happens, Minnesota obviously doesn't get the stop on third and five. Of course they didn't. They didn't stop Philly at all in the first half. They actually uh, give up 16 yards on that play. They, they, they give get, up a chunk yard like they like a chunk play like they had been doing for 28 minutes to that point. Like it, it was the same thing like over and over and over again. Why did we think it was going to be different in that point? Why did Kevin O'Connell think it was going to be different at that point? I don't understand it whatsoever um so philadelphia picks up 16 and then they pick up 19 and then they pick up 24 and they just comfortably take a timeout with three seconds left like they let the clock wind down to take it it was so easy for them to get into field goal range pretty much chip shot field goal range for jake elliott makes the field goal now it's a three score game heading into half and right then and there it was like this game is toast uh but what did you think of kevin o'connell doing what i thought was a high risk very low reward move because like just doing the math i'm just doing the math here they were going to get the ball back with like 15 seconds tops Mm -hmm. um it just seems absurd to me that i don't see any upside and and going, okay, now in 15 seconds, we can go 40 yards if we stop this Eagles offense we haven't stopped all half. It, it was bad. And it frankly just felt like a first-year coach making a pretty bad decision. Like, I get being aggressive. I, I appreciate aggressiveness. Yeah, we, we love on it this here. podcast appreciate aggressiveness. That wasn't aggressive, Jace. That was just dumb. Uh, to your point, like, even if you have the 85 bears defense in that scenario and you can guarantee you're going to get a stop because me and you were texting about this in the game. And I said, maybe if you had a good defense, that wouldn't have been a bad timeout call. 
No, it would have been a bad timeout call even if you had a good defense. Like because at that point you're literally getting the ball back. Okay, 28 seconds. They run the play. The next play, let's just say it takes six seconds because it did. Um, you get 22 seconds with, and and the Eagles have fourth facing fourth down. Five seconds for a take at least. Yeah, you know, yeah. you call a fair catch. More than that, yeah, it's in the air for five seconds, right? Yeah, so you're there. You know, you're at the 21 yard line. Again, this is if everything happened like Kevin O'Connell thought it would when he took the timeout. You're punting from the Philadelphia 21. Even if it's a bad punt, you're getting the ball like the the 32. I don't know, like right around the 30, and you and you have 15, maybe 12 seconds to pick up like two pretty big chunks of yardage with a quarterback that also hadn't been playing very well to that point. So it was bad. Um, it was pretty emblematic of how bad the first half was as a whole. Like nobody was good. Uh, Kirk Cousins wasn't particularly that good in the first half he was terrible in the second half he wasn't terrible in the first half but he wasn't good um the defense which we'll get to in the next segment was was awful in the first half um and kevin o'connell wasn't that good in the first half either you mentioned the the touchdown drive that came after philly went up 14-0 it was a great response drive it was the first time the vikings had had shown any semblance of life and, and maybe that was one difference from the Zimmer era. Like, I'm not sure they get that response drive after a 14 0 you know, getting punched in the mouth. Maybe they go three and out in the next possession. The game's over. You at maybe. least, they tricked. They, they, yeah, maybe they tricked you. Uh, Kevin O'Connell threw up a good drive, but then, you know, left pretty much everything else to be desired. Um, totally lost Alvin cook tonight. He had 17 rushes on six carries. You mentioned scheming guys open. Um, didn't do a good job scheming any, any of his receivers open. I'm talking about Kevin O'Connell here. Kirk Cousins at times has to play the position, but it's also on Kevin O'Connell and that, you know, that offensive mind to, to get players open. And, you know, the fact that Dalvin Cook had 17 yards rushing is, is pretty bad too. When you look at what DeAndre Swift was able to do last week, you know, in, in week one to this same Philadelphia Eagles defense, the Detroit Lions, who, by the way, come to Minnesota next week, put up 35 against this Philadelphia Eagles defense Looked pretty good the other day too. Like maybe that game isn't such a walkover. Um, we'll get to that later, you know, next week when we talk about Detroit. Um, but just not a lot to write home about tonight in from any standpoint. Um, but Kevin O'Connell included, he wasn't very good. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit more. Big picture thought as well as some thoughts on the defense. We'll do that right after this break. <laughs> 